Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio Podcast. The podcast which follows the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my experiences so far of seeing some fairly funky ECG rhythms within the ICU. Um, and I guess just, you know, how I feel about seeing these things keep coming up for my patients because they're, they're not something that I saw very often when it came to, you know, the pre-hospital setting um, and not too much that I saw within the, within the emergency department either. So, but it's really something evident that I'm seeing within the ICU. Um, so what, what am I talking about? So we've got a few patients that I've had recently I'll be watching there, pretty much the way that we monitor ECGs within the ICU, you'll have your, your pretty much limb leads. Uh, and so up on the, on the monitor, pretty much just watching lead two, uh, which is what we do with ECGs. I'll try to keep it as sort of vague as possible. So if you don't know too much about ECGs, that you'll still be able to sort of understand. Um, so pretty much like the, the patients that we have in ICU, we're monitoring pretty but monitoring them pretty invasively so you've got you know invasive uh, blood pressure monitoring with the arterial line which measures second by second uh, blood pressure you know you've got the arterial blood gases that we pull quite often and that's because we're measuring you know electrolyte imbalances and how well they're oxygenated and you know you've hemoglobin levels you've got all sorts of stuff that you can get from it um, and so when it comes to ECGs You've, you've pretty much got your potassium and your magnesium are the two electrolytes that we're keeping a close eye on because there's quite a few things that we do in ICU that can shift these two electrolytes uh, and which will then cause obviously some imbalances and as a result of those imbalances we can start getting some ECG changes. So some changes in the electrical activity of our heart. So this was, and I guess like some of the things that um, can affect this so if someone's on, you know, nebulizer, so they're on someone's on Ventolin, uh, which is salbutamol. So salbutamol can shift your potassium levels and can start dumping your potassium levels down. Same as if someone's fluid overloaded and you're going to be uh, wanting to shift that fluid out, you can give them diuretics. So for example, fruzamide, which is a loop diuretic, that can also dump your potassium down. Now, one of the consequences of having too low of potassium which is called hypokalemia, is that you can have hyper-excitability um, within the electrical activity of your heart. So it just means that if you have low levels of potassium, your, your electrical activity starts to really ramp up quite a bit. Um, and so then you look at the other side of it as well, talk about magnesium. So potassium and magnesium work really well hand in hand. If you're trying to keep stores of potassium it's also good to be able to try to keep in magnesium because magnesium sort of, I guess the way I think of it, um, is that magnesium will be sort of really like holding on to that potassium and they work really well hand in hand. So if you have, if you're trying to replace, this is something I've noticed as well. There was one instance in particular, I was really trying to replace potassium, 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 you know, with the doctor's instruction and um, the magnesium was a little bit low. So because you're whacking in all this potassium, it's not able to hold on, I guess you'd say, within the body. So when we replace the magnesium as well, everything sort of resolved itself fairly well. So I'm noticing up on the board, um, for a lot of my patients, um, 
and it is a really good giveaway sometimes that your potassium could be a bit out of whack. Um, and that is when you start seeing premature ventricular contractions. So you'll have your normal waveform that will keep happening, happening. It's all looking good. And all of a sudden you'll get some really weird, funky looking um, waveform that will come up. Um, and so if you sort of have a quick Google, and if, if you know a lot about ECGs already, you can know what PVCs are. But if not, have a really quick quick Google search and you'll see what a, one of the waveforms will look like. And so I, I had an experience uh, not too long ago and was of a patient. He had AF, um, which is your irregular, irregularly irregular uh, heart rate. Uh, and, electric, and the electrical activity was sort of all over the shop a little bit, but he just kept throwing all of these weird, funky sort of rhythms out there. He would go into things that I'll be learning about within, you know, some of my advanced paramedic sort of classes when it came to ECGs. You're going into biogemini and trigemini and he even went through, this is the bit that sort of <laughs> made me a little bit intimidated. He went into little runs of VT. So VT is a shockable rhythm. Um, and of course, you've got conscious VT versus unconscious VT. So... We're talking about, you know, some legit stuff here. So his heart is, you know, it's not, it's weird, but that's a thing. Like he wasn't in there for anything cardiac related. So that was something where I'm like, oh, okay. I'm looking for one particular thing that I'm monitoring. And then as a, as a consequence of, of his heart, um, I'm looking at something else and that's got me absolutely petrified. Um, but I guess what some of the other nurses were saying that, yes, you know, he's going into to runs of VT here and there, but... You know, is, is his blood pressure dropping? Um, are there signs that he is, you know, hemodynamically uh, compromised by it? And then I'm watching my patient, though. And here I am sort of like just watching this monitor do all of this weird stuff. I'm replacing all of this potassium. Um, his, the, you don't want to be replacing too much potassium into someone, um, especially in regards to this patient who also had an acute kidney injury from, from his um, events um, leading up to his injury and everything like that. Um, so it's something where, you know, your, your kidneys aren't able to excrete the potassium as well. So then you can get a really buildup of it. And then you can get the complete opposite uh, consequence, which is going to be hyperkalemia, which, which is not a good thing either. Um, and he had already had pretty much the extent of the magnesium that we can replace for him. So I replaced all of this potassium and it's still not getting better and it's still going into runs of ET and I'm just like, what am I even doing? Like, this is insane. Um, I guess it's just that, that perspective of being, you know, a student nurse and a student paramedic and you learn all about this stuff at uni. Um, and when I'm seeing this up on the screen, like I think the biggest thing they say to, to grads as well, um, starting off as a new nurse, is that, yes, you can start learning the, the details of ECGs, but it's really about knowing what is normal and what is abnormal. And so for me, like looking at this guy's ECG, like I was onto my access nurse, my bay nurse and the doctors pretty frequently because I'm like, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I mean, as much as a doctor when it comes to ECGs, but I don't think going into runs of VT is, is a very good thing. <laughs> like, that, that's scared. That scared the heck out of me. But again, I'm watching my patient. He's just sitting there happy as Larry, you know, sipping on some tea, just nice and relaxed as all of this is happening. So here I am trying to be nice and calm and make sure that's oh, okay, mate. It's, are, are you feeling any different? Do you have any pains in your chest? 
yeah, blah, blah, blah. All that sort of cardiac sort of scheme of things. And no, no, no worries at all. He's just, he's just calm as. Um, and so I went up to the doctors and it wasn't until I think last night that I sort of was able to ask a few doctors. Uh, I wasn't asking about the specifics of this patient or anything, but, you know, go into sort of age of the patient and stuff. He was a little bit older and, you know, they're just saying, look, this, this, things like this could be happening to anyone out in the community at any time. You know, any of us could be walking around and throw off some PVCs here or there. Um, and, and just so happens that this may be what this, what this patient's underlying state may be like. For me, it is absolutely bloody terrifying because anyone going into a shockable rhythm, um, as you just, you know, as I'm standing there watching it up on the screen, I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? Uh, but for him, you know, that, that could literally just be an underlying state for him with just a, an old heart. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's, uh, it, it's certainly interesting. I'm seeing quite a few things that are just so standout-ish in the ICU. You've got these really, really sick patients um, which are presenting with all of these different things. Um, you know, you start to see patients, you know, with end-stage liver failure. So then you start to see, you know, the patient become that real jaundice colour. You know, for patients who are bleeding into their abdomen, you start to see actually what does a, a firm and rigid stomach feel and look like. And you see the extents of, you know, some really bad injuries and stuff. And you can sort of paint that picture in your head of, okay, that's what I learned about at uni. And now I'm actually seeing it for real in real life. So I feel like I'm gaining some excellent exposure to this stuff. And even with the ECGs, for, for one of the patients I had just last night, I noticed that there was, there was some changes um, from, from yesterday morning's ECG. And so I performed the 12 lead. I, I love 12 leads. Like I absolutely love electrophysiology of the heart. So I love reading all about it and breaking it down systematically and I went over to the doctor and he was so, like, of course he had a quick look at it and so I had a talk over with him and I sort of showed him what I saw and he was really kind to sort of talk through together and compare it. So I'm just learning and learning every single day and um, I'm so thankful to be in this ICU and to keep learning because I just love turning back and knowing that I'm keeping improving and improving. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any feedback, come and hit me up on the New Grad Radio um, Facebook page, which I've just created, or email me at newgradradio at gmail.com. Have an awesome day, guys, and talk to you next time.